welcome to The Prosper Project, the show that helps entrepreneurs build brands that impact the world and the bottom line. We know that success doesn't come in a one-size-fits-all package. That's why we're bringing you adaptable marketing strategies along with valuable insights from inspiring changemakers, firebrands, and visionaries. I'm Lorraine Sugart, founder of the disruptive brand agency, Prosper for Purpose. Now for this week's episode. Welcome to a really exciting episode today on the Prosper Project. My guest is Jenna Lear, founder and owner of Blue Louie Studio, started as a brand design firm and has expanded into marketing and programs for aspiring entrepreneurs. Welcome, Jenna. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here today. So Jenna and I know each other in real life, which is the exception rather than the rule to the Prosper Project guests that I've interviewed in the past. But Jenna's really inspiring. She's very bold and brave, and she has just really embraced the road of entrepreneurship in, I think, whatever direction it takes you or you're inspired to go. So let's talk a little bit about that. When did you first become an entrepreneur and what were you doing at the time that you saw this path that you wanted to take? Yeah. First, thank you for all the the compliments. And you know, I'm like, like I received that even when someone's saying it about myself, right? I'm like, oh, yes. I am that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd say when it comes to entrepreneurship and where I was, um, it's kind of like my origin story, if you will. I was surfing a blog, <laughs> the things you're not supposed to do when you're in a corporate position. I was doing those things. And I just had one of those days where it was just frustrated with it all. And I worked really hard to get through college in a short amount of time. And I'm a hard worker by nature, but I was like, I'm not really getting where I want to go. <laughs> like I'm not in the meetings talking about change. I'm not seeing how the work I'm doing is actually impacting the end customer or client. And I felt really constrained because at the end of the day, I'm an avid learner. I want to grow. I want to challenge myself. And I just kept being in these positions where, you know, I wasn't presented with the opportunities. And so I realized if I wanted something, I was going to have to do it for myself. But of course you never know what that is, right? You're just like, I know I want something, but what? (laughs) And yeah. And it was that day that I just, you know, I took too many breaks to go to the, you know, break room and I was surfing blogs and I had this like energetic shift. I was like, this is not it. I know what I want for my life, but this is not it. I've gotten myself here. I did the thing. I went through college. I got the job. And that's when it landed in my lap. I saw an advertisement for something called boss school. And I'd always thought about going back to school for business, but I was like, I hadn't paid off the first set of loans. I don't know what it's going to look like to take on a whole new set. Right. But I really liked the idea of creating and leading and just shifting into a place where I can make a bigger impact and seeing that impact. And that was the catalyst. I signed up for boss school thinking I'm going to learn this, you know, 90 day boot camp for women who want to learn how to become an entrepreneur. And when I stepped inside of it, it was a mirror. And I got to take a look at myself and who I was and what I wanted in this world and my purpose. And I had never been asked those things before. And that's where I had like the biggest breakdowns so that I could really ultimately have those shifts and breakthrough to step up into who I am now. I love that so much. And I think that a lot of people feel that way. What do you think gave you that courage 
So that's about courage, right? Like you didn't know what you were stepping into. What gave you the courage to go there? Was it moving away from the unhappiness or just really feeling deep down that you were called for something different? I knew, like, I remember those feelings even back in like high school and middle school, like I'm called to do more Mm -hmm. and I want more out of my life. And, you know, I had two working parents. We come from, you know, blue collar homes and there's nothing wrong with that, but I knew that I wanted more than kind of the hand that was dealt to me. And I actually didn't have a lot of support or a lot of guidance around me to help guide me around that. I just had sheer will in my bones of like, I worked so hard and this is where I got myself. And there wasn't any wrong to that. No, I just knew that this wasn't it. And it's in those moments that you kind of wait to be saved. You know, you kind of wait for someone to come along and say, you know, do this or, you know, I'll help you or I see you. And I just, I had, I didn't have that around me. And it was that it was, so to answer your question, it was that moment of like, I'm not waiting anymore. I'm going to take big, bold, scary risks. I, you know, I'm going to invest money and time and energy I don't have. And I'm going to do it because I want more for myself. And I don't accept this as is anymore. Good for you. I love that. I love that. That just gives me goosebumps. So talk about starting Blue Louie. What was, you know, what did that look like? How did you start your business? I guess going through the training that you went through the boot camp, that it gave you that mirror. You looked at yourself, you decided what you wanted and you came up with what? What was the initial vision? Yeah. So I definitely wanted to create more impact. I wanted to be connected to seeing the shifts and the results along the way. And I also kind of was, it was kind of this weird dynamic because I'm a graphic designer by trade and I didn't actually want an agency. I didn't want to run an agency model. I had kind of, by joining this program, I'd been introduced to what the online world was like. Mm -hmm. I had been introduced to how coaches run their business or different business models of coaches. And I was just, I was captivated. I was like, you can create the freedom and you can work from anywhere and you can set yourself up to prosper in different ways versus having to grow a team, having to have, you know, an office that you go into every day, kind of these things that you are taught. And so when it comes to what Blue Louie ended up being, I knew I didn't want an agency and I knew that I wanted to make a bigger impact. And it was in that program that I actually had like, you know, the veil lifted, if you will, what it's like for women to support each other. I had never really actually seen that in full capacity, other women wanting you to win. And Mm. there wasn't like a hidden agenda or any kind of like, you know, double, you know, stories happening. And it was pure and it was genuine. And that changed everything for me being in that program and seeing that because I realized if this is what happens when women genuinely want to see other women win, this is what I want to be a part of always. And so I realized in my early days of doing mostly brand design in my business, I wanted to do it for women entrepreneurs who Mm -hmm. wanted to grow a bigger business and didn't quite realize that their brand was an integral part of that growth. And so, yeah, I started out doing brand design and really, you know, diving in that way and getting a lot of my clients from that program as well. 
And uh, that's always like been the focus is how do we help more women grow more impactful and bigger brands and educating them that you don't have to be Nike. You don't have to be a million dollar company. You have something to offer a message to share. And there's someone out there that you can make an impact for. So how do you really leverage that to go bigger? Exactly. No, that's so important. And that's the whole point of branding, right? Is to Mm -hmm. distinguish yourself from other people in your space, because not every prospective client is right for you, but you want the ones who are right for you to be able to find you and resonate with what you stand for. So I love that. So what was after you started Blue Louie and you were creating the visual brands for people and websites and things like that, When did you start your first program and what did that look like compared to what you're doing now? Because I think that's something that when people are starting out, they only hear, you know, we say about the history, right? The history is written by the people that won, right? And even when we tell our own history, we tend to talk about, this is the program I run and this is what it's done. But sometimes it's really helpful for people to know what didn't work. So did you, I don't think you're running the same program you started with. And are you willing to talk a little bit about some of the things that you tried early on and what didn't work? What did you, what were the obstacles you encountered? Yeah. Okay. You're going to have to repeat some of these questions. I'm sorry. I do that. I do that. I'm like, but this and this. It's all good. It all connects. But also I have like ADHD. So I'm like, I've got like two or three in there. So, okay. Um, Yes. So what I can, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. What I can say. So I'll say kind of how it shifted first. I had gotten to a point where I was kind of making a name for myself as the logo lady, I like to say. And okay. And I, I love a good logo. I can help you with that. But I also know that it's not your logo that helps you take your brand bigger. And it's not your logo that puts you in a position to attract ideal clients, to attract dreamy clients is what I like to call it. And so the piece for me was, okay, how do I shift what I'm known for? And how do I shift what I'm known for in a way where I want women entrepreneurs to know that I'm one of the go-to experts to really help them create and leverage an impactful brand so that they can position themselves as the expert and attract dreamy clients with ease. And it's their brand that's the missing piece to be able to do that, right? And um, my biggest hurdle was if people don't understand what a brand is, then how can I tell them that I am the brand expert to help them? And so that's when I really dove headfirst into my messaging. And I had come up with some digital products along the way to, you know, educate, have people do the work. And it was all a learning lesson. It was actually... Q4 2018, when I went full-time in my business. And then I also challenged myself to stop creating things. I said, you actually have everything you need. So self to self, you have everything you need. Stop trying to create new things. Mm -hmm. And what would it look like for you to take a look at everything you've created up to this point? Because, you know, we tend to be a creating and generating machine, right? Yes. Yes. Stop and assess what you actually have done and see what has worked, what has not worked, what really fuels the fire for you, what doesn't. 
And that's when a very long story short, we'd be here for hours if I told every step, but a very long story short, that's when I created CASP, which is my signature program. And I am still running that. We're in round six this year, which is super exciting. But it's definitely morphed and shifted from when I first created it. I'll really never forget the moment that I was in a business training in Seattle with my business coach. Uh And it was kind of all this work on my messaging, all this work on positioning myself differently, all this work on who do I get to be at this next level? Because it's not logos. That's not how I scale. And I don't want an agency. And after that training, actually it was a break in between that training. I went up to my hotel room. I asked her if I could borrow one of the big post-its that she was using for her workshop. I went up to my hotel room. I sat on the floor and I mapped out CASP. And it was like this download that just flooded through me. And here's the thing. It wasn't that these things don't exist in the world. It's that the point of CASP was to really bring it back down to the brand foundation and get the clarity and the deep connection to the movement and the mission that you're on as a business owner, as a purpose-driven leader, so that you can create a client attraction strategy that's aligned to you and aligned to your dreamy clients. Instead of just feeling like you're throwing spaghetti at the wall to come up with whatever marketing strategy might work next. You don't know. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that. The birth of CASP. So tell our listeners what CASP actually stands for and what it is. Yeah. So I like to call it CASP, like Casper without the ER, because sometimes you can't quite hear it, right? So it's it's C-A-S-P and it stands for Client Attraction Strategy Program. And it's for women entrepreneurs that want to play bigger in their business. And they've done the website edits. They've done the ads that have gone nowhere. You know, they've tried the different strategies that experts say, you know, do this and then everything will fall into place. And they're still not seeing the results. And what I find is that it's because they haven't gone deep enough. They haven't gone deep enough into why you, because I know we're two brand experts right here, right? (laughs) I know I'm not the only brand strategist in the world. So what makes me different and what is my message that I want to get out there and who am I talking to? Because again, we may be talking to different ideal audiences and that may be one of our differentiating factors in terms of like being the same type of expert. And so I teach women entrepreneurs how to do that so that they then can create a strategy that works for them. And what works for you and how you market your business doesn't work for me. And that's the point. You're very much on your own journey and you're leading your own movement, I like to say. And so how do you connect deeper into what that movement is, who it's for and the impact you want to create? That's great, Jenna. Those are really, really strong points. And so how long is CASP? You said this is the sixth one you've done. Do you do several a year? And we will in the show notes have a link to whatever landing page you use for CASP. I know it, it, it's not evergreen. It like opens and closes, right? Correct. So we'll link to that. So depending on when listeners are hearing this episode, they can go to the links below and either sign up to see if they're a good fit for CASP or get on a waiting list, whatever the case may be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we do run it open and closed. So we run it live and we do it once a year now. So it's kind of this bittersweet piece where people are like, I've heard of it. I want to join. And I'm like, it doesn't open up until May. (laughs) And the reason why we do that is because we want to be able to go deep with our clients. Mm -hmm. We want to hold space for them as they're really shifting through these different pieces. I mean, let's be honest, you can Google a SWOT analysis. You can Google how to, you know, create ideal client audience. 
but it's being able to talk about what you see, what you envision and who you are that supports the shifts and how you're creating those things. And so, yeah. So to answer your question, CASP is three months, 12 weeks. We dive deep, deeper than you probably ever have gone in a marketing program, so to speak. And most of our clients come out completely shifting and transformed. I think about one client in particular who she was a money coach going in and she's phenomenal. And I was holding a space and taking a stand for her. And I kept telling her, you're not a money coach, you're a spiritual guide. And she was fighting me every step of the way. (laughs) And I said, you know what, this is, you know, this is your business. This is your journey. You get to do what you want. But I also, I know what I see for you and for what you've told me you want. And it's so much bigger than money. And she ended up having like a whole identity breakdown during cast Mm -hmm. and she still showed up to the calls, but she got a little bit quiet towards the end. And about a month later, she circled back around and was like, Hey, (laughs) I, you know, thank you. And I was like, you know what? Everybody's journey is different. And she was like, I've completely shifted my business. I'm so connected because I was fighting that identity shift. And you were talking about brand identity and what happened afterwards, she manifested like an $11,000 marketing program. After that, she manifested coaching. She manifested clients like What happens for you when you are just bold and raw and honest with who you are in this world and how you're here to really make an impact? That's where the magic is. I totally agree. And I love that story so much. And that goes back to, it reminds me of a philosophy that you shared with me before we started today. Do you want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah. Yeah. We talked a little bit about, you know, what would you want someone to take away from this episode or, you know, the musings that you shared, if you will. And (laughs) I think it, for me, it kind of, I could talk about branding all day. I could talk about marketing all day. I love that. And I think it's really about possibility at the end of the day, it's asking yourself, you know, what's the higher possibility for me here. Mm And really coming into any space, listening to a podcast episode, going to an event, just open and coachable and open to receiving. And I think that once you can really lean in and check yourself, like, am I actually open right now? Mm -hmm. Or am I going into this with a closed heart and a closed mind? If you can just show up open, you will have a breakthrough. Might be a little one, might be a big one, but you will receive something. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, we've talked about. So Jenna was one of our speakers at Women's Entrepreneurship Day, which I'm the ambassador for here in Ohio, where we both live. And I think what's really interesting is you can show up really open to something that is really big. And maybe you are an introvert and you're like, I don't know if I can find my space here. Or you can show up to something like past wet events have been much bolder and bigger than the one we did this past year. But if you show up ready to receive, you will receive. Mm -hmm. And like Jenna said, it may be a little takeaway. It may be a fundamental takeaway. You know, it doesn't have to be about the experience being profound and having all these new things thrown at you. But like you said, Jenna, it's what can you receive? What are you open Mm -hmm. to? And that's what you inevitably find, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, what's coming up for me that I want to share to just piggyback off of that is I think a lot of times we go into events or experiences and we think, how can I just get something out of this? Right. How can I get a client or how does my business move forward from an ROI or a bottom line standpoint? And there's so much that has helped me really shift into leadership as a successful business owner, but also just as, you know, a woman and a light in this world, when I've put the money and the bottom line and those pieces aside, and I just showed up open. Good. I love that so much. So what's next for you? What is, do you have any ideas about what you might be doing next in your business? Is it building on what you have? Do you have anything new and exciting on the horizon? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. Always. <laughs> There's good. always something. Okay. Not, not quite ready for prime time perhaps, but you're thinking about what's next. Yeah, absolutely. There's always something in the works coming up this March. We have the second in-person, technically our third conference, but second marketing magic conference in Cleveland. Super mm-hmm. exciting to be hosting that again for women entrepreneurs. And that is just in front of the next round of CASP. So then CASP comes after that. And I'll say that we've, we've worked really hard, me and team, as I've continued to grow and add team to find the, the right journey for us. How do we actually want to lead clients from point A to B to C to D and onwards? And so we have a really solid customer journey that I'm excited about. So we're not actually creating a bunch of new things again. We're just yeah. leaning in deeper to what we know works and feels good for us. And also I like to keep, you know, things limited, if you will, because that leaves space for magic and unplanned opportunities. And you use that word a lot. I was, that was going to be my next question because it's marketing magic and you have talked and referenced that a few times in our conversation Mm -hmm. today. What does that mean to you when you use the word magic? What inspired you to kind of choose that word? Yeah, this is like, I could give so many different ways to answer this question, right? Like me personally, Jenna, like I love fantasy. I love like all of those things. So I think that contributes to it. But on the other side of it, I think that when you really lean in deeper to who you are and the purpose that you are connected to, and you give yourself the permission to show up bold and raw that's where magic starts to happen for you. Like truly it's unexplainable. We want a formula for everything. We want to be able to see and break down all the details and the points, but some of these things can't be seen. It's an intuitive connection and an energetic connection to who you are in this world and what you're creating and how you impact others. Tangibles get to be a part of it. You're a business owner, but it's the intangibles I find that often make the biggest spark for people. Great. So Jenna Lear, what does it mean for you to prosper? Yeah, this is such a personal question, right? For me, I'm in it for time and money freedom, freedom at base. And what's really fueled me in the last few years as I've grown and I've scaled and we've looked at how I've spent my time and my energy in in business is I want to create generational wealth. And And I think a big piece of what does it mean to actually be wealthy? And we all get to define that for ourselves. For me, again, comes back to creating that money and time freedom. That's wonderful. I love that. That's really good. 
Genelier, Blue and Louis Studio. I could talk to you all day. So we'll have to catch up again in person. Yeah. Thank you so much for spending time with me here today on the Prosper Project. And people can find you at Blue Louis Studio, but there is no S on Louis. So keep that in mind. And it was named for your dog, correct? After my cat. So, oh, Blue. your cat. Yeah. Cat. I don't know why I thought it was a dog. That's yep. cute. Nope. Blue is my black cat. My middle name is Louise. And so there's no Ah. E on Louie either, but her and I partners in crime. So I love it. I love it. Thanks so much for sharing your story with us here today. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Prosper Project. If you want to grow a peerless, profitable brand, please hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you find value in our show, please help us reach others by sharing an episode and leaving a review. In appreciation, please visit prosperforpurpose.com for more free resources to help you grow your business.